10. Tyler, episode 10, dude. Team TNA podcast episode 10, man. Are you excited? We made it. We made made it to 10. That's it, Tyler. We're finally sellouts, man. We're 10 deep. This is this is among the, our top ten episodes right here. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, easily, easily placed in the top ten. I mean, right at the ten, easily. Of a, but easily placed in there. Um, I wanted to bring something up real quick. Uh, just before we get into into the the fun of the episode, there's something I didn't have a chance to discuss with you before we started this. Um, I just want to bring up the point that just because you sell an item at the dollar store doesn't mean you get to <laughs> cut quality to shit. Now, with that being said, I've I've poked a few times at the fact that I'm on diet. You'll see where this is going, Tyler. You're laughing right now, but you're about to like nod so okay. hard you're going to get whiplash, man. Um so uh, we've brought up in the in, you know, earlier episodes I've been on, you know, a diet, you know, we lost some weight, you know, I've been trying to stay on it, all this stuff. One of my go-to things as soon as I get home every day, this is uh for, you know, fiber and getting um uh, just all the good stuff. So what I do is I take a little bit of yogurt, put it in a small bowl. And on top of that, I put raisin bran cereal. Okay. I kind of do like my own parfait. So I ran out of raisin bran cereal and I happened to be at the 99 cent store and they had raisin bran and it's not, you know, the official, you know, $4 cereal. It was a smaller box and it just said raisin bran. And I'm like, okay, what could it be? So I got it and I came home, tried to make my parfait. I, I, I've been doing it for like about a week now with this, with this box. So the first day I poured in the cereal and I guess I was spoiled from the store already because the, the official brand has a ton of raisins. Like the ratio, it's like 10 flakes to one raisin. This one, yeah, this one, I, I didn't know, but sometimes I guess you have to shake the box because the, the raisins, I guess, sink to the bottom. So I didn't shake it. That was my fault. I said, okay, fine. The flakes themselves kind of tasted like crap, but I'm like, all right, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. It's fine. Second day, I shook the box. Um, the bag was a little bit torn, so I couldn't flip it upside down, but I did shake the box. I, I, I you know, left, right, diagonally, poured it, nothing again. I said, okay, all right. I ate the flakes. It tastes like crab, but, you know, I had it in my yogurt and I said, this isn't, you know, this isn't ice cream. This is something to sustain me. And this is something for the nutrients that I need, you know, for my diet. Yep. Um, fast forward a few more days and no raisins. Today, I finally, I don't know why I waited this long to do it, Tyler. Like, I'm sure you've had these things too, where it's like, why didn't I do this days ago? I pulled the bag out of the box. Tyler, there's not one raisin in there. There's not one raisin in there. Not one. So you just have bran. That's all. I have I have bran cereal. Now, the box is raisin bran. I bought it because it's raisin bran. The flakes taste like crab. And there's not one freaking raisin in the entire box. And, like, I know it sounds like I'm freaking out about nothing, but I don't like being cheated. And I don't like being made a fool of. You don't yeah, know what it's like, Especially since you don't like the flakes. You hate the flakes, too. So it's this is just garbage all around. Yeah, you did and not I, get your money's worth, period. I, I did not get my money's worth. And that's why I go back to saying you can't just put it in the dollar store and just like, oh, whatever. It is what it is. No, it's not what it is. No, it's not. You can't just put a box of crap and call it Raisin Bran. I hate them. So I'm what are sorry. you going to do now? So are you going to protest? So those are, going, those are going straight to the trash. And tomorrow I'm going to go to the store and pay four or five bucks and just get the regular one. Get some Fruity Pebbles, but no, there's not going to be any red ones in there. 
<laughs> oh man. I Tyler, am I overreacting? Be honest. Am I overreacting? There's not no. one. If if the complaint was just the flakes tasting bad, I would say, all right, you're overboard. And maybe even like the ratio, you know, like maybe what, 35 flakes to one raisin. But if there's no raisins, period, even if it's from the Dollar Tree, you still paid for raisin bread. It's in the title. It's in the name. It's, right? Okay, so I'm not crazy then, right? That's like, I I mean, how much was the box? Was it, I, is Dollar Tree more than a dollar? So was this it? was 99 cents store. So it was 99 cents. I paid, I paid a dollar oh, and yeah, I paid a dollar 10 after tax. So I can't really, really complain. But I feel yeah, like but I were cheated 50 cents. Exactly. Basically, that's 50% of what you're you're paying for is not it's not there. Right? It's in the title. I got the brand. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I got so mad and like I don't know why. I got so I got I got uh there was okay, this brings me to another thing, and I'm sorry to from jumping from left to right. I had an idea for a segment before we started all this for an idea. Uh the idea for the segment was called Zero to Tyler. Because everyone's heard of, <laughs> everyone's heard of getting, you know, going zero to a hundred, which a hundred is as mad as you can be. And I always, you know, called it zero to Tyler, but that was, you know, my own inside joke with Tyler. And that's because he goes off the handle at the blink of an eye. And this really, really made me go from zero to Tyler. I got unreasonably mad. Tyler, I'm telling you, dude, I started shaking, man. Like I was like, what the hell, man? Like it's been a week. And also I felt disappointed in myself. I'm like, how come I didn't pull out the bag the first day just to see just really to kind of survey and be like oh there's three raisins in here literally three i i just waited and wow. you know played it out a- anyway <sighs> we have a fun episode today but, <laughs> but did i just to one more last question this really will uh see whether or not this whole raisin brand thing was worth it did you manage to shit from it did the fiber work no no oh, okay well then this is just a loss yeah, this was a complete loss. Like I would have had more fiber and maybe a better taste if I ate the box itself that it came in. Um, I, you, pro- you probably would have. It's it's. Just, oh my god, man. Uh, we'll leave it at I that. I know. We'll, we'll leave I it know. at that. I'm I'm trying, man. I'm trying hard. Um, we have a really fun idea for today's episode because it's episode ten. We were gonna do top tens, a list of ten of them, or a list of ten top ten. Yeah, that sounds more right. Um. I love lists. I don't know how you are, Tyler. I love lists. I love facts. I love knowing things. I love learning things. Where where do you stand with lists, man? I think lists are fantastic. In an internet age, I mean, pretty much every other individual web page on any website is a top 10 list. So That's true. That's they're I mean, popular. Is, People love isn't them. That how, isn't that how BuzzFeed stays alive? I mean... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> So, so this is our, our offshoot. This is our 99 cent store version of our own top 10 lists. A few things that interested us. Um, we have some food in there. We have some movies in there. We have some vacation ideas in there. We have all kinds of things in there. Let's get right into it. Tyler, are you ready? Let's hit it. Okay. In classic team TNA fashion, the first thing we're going to talk about. And of course, Tyler, of course, you know, it's going to be the top 10 hot sauces. Yes. Uh, this is straight off of Google. When you type in 10 most popular uh, hot sauces in the U.S., this is what comes up. Um, this was in no particular order. They just gave – they just, you know, spat out 10 of them. So here we go. Uh, Tapatio uh, hot sauce, Tabasco, Crystal hot sauce, Sriracha, Cholula, Texas Pete, Valentina hot sauce, Frank's Red Hot, Louisiana Original hot sauce, and this one I've been seeing a lot. 
It's called Secret Aardvark Habanero Hot Sauce. Have you ever oh seen the bottle? Oh my gosh, yes. I have two bottles in my pantry. Oh, Tyler, damn you for holding out on me because I keep seeing it and I'm like, dude, I gotta try this. I told man. you I about try- this. Did you tell me about it? I told you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, go- oh my gosh. It, dude, it comes, it comes up number one. Bottle. Yes, yes. That's exactly the one that I saw online. So this comes up as number one every list I saw. The problem is I was looking at lists and it kept saying a bunch of brands I've never heard of. I'm like, this isn't going to be fun. I've never heard of any of these. But in all of those lists that I saw, Secret Aardvark Habanero, Secret Aardvark Habanero was number one. Yeah. How did how did mm. you how did that come to you? How did you find that one? Uh, over like you know over periods of time, I'll just randomly go on Amazon and look for new hot sauces, and this was just in, you know in that recommended page right. or, or right. you know like that thing you scroll through, or whatever. I was like, right. okay, this looks cheap, but the the ratings are unbelievable. And I tried a three pack. I went through that three pack in about three weeks, but I put it on pizza. I use it uh, on pizza. It's the best. Ooh, ooh. Okay, dude, definitely that's on my list, man. Um, yes. Of those, what would you say is your go to of those ones? Or does it depend? Probably really sriracha. And probably that, but probably sriracha is like probably you go you go through the most sriracha. You know, I, I think it's just such a, it's a, it's a, a hot sauce you could use on anything. I agree. Perfect. I agree. Um, I wanted to give an honorable mention to someone that I found actually through Instagram and they, they're actually sending us a bottle, Tyler. It's a guy called Fat Mike's at um, that symbol P-H-A-T-M-I-K-E-S. So he has right now, he, you know, he's small time. He's, he's still getting up there. Um, he has a West Coast sauce and an East Coast sauce, and he sent us the West Coast one to try. I'm really looking forward to that. If anyone wants to send us hot sauces, by all means. Oh my gosh, yeah! If buy the gross too, like don't yeah. don't you know <laughs> don't worry about offending us with a large package, you know. Let, yeah, let's no, hit it. yeah, absolutely. So I have to say, um, just nostalgic, nostalgic for me. I think Tapatio really is where it started for me. I think Tapatio is the one where it was like I like hot sauce now. And I think that was because of Tapatio, but Sriracha really took and ran with it because Sriracha, the texture, dude, the texture, yes, the, the texture. thickness, that, that paste, like, I love it, man. And it goes good on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, can I, can I also have an honorable mention here? Yes, please. Yes, please, dude, by all means. Uh, another one is, uh, it's a very small, I think family run company, but it's Big Red's Hot Sauce. And they, uh been going into their i think it's called the three kings which is one of their hottest hottest sauces and it is also incredible it's it's honestly it's up there with secret aardvark but it's wow um, i'm sure like fat mike's you know it's it's a hot sauce rated it just explode with the general public dude i'm so didn't you shared that one with me right you shared that one with me on instagram right yeah yeah, they used to show up at a farmer's market at uh, at my work, and I used to I, I used to buy a lot from them because they were really cool guys, and they really just seem like they they love what they're doing, and you know, you got to give that to small businesses. I love it. I love it. And and just yeah. a quick quick side question on that, Tyler. They're they're black owned, right? Uh, I'm sorry. What was that? Are they, are they black owned? They are. Is it a black owned yeah. company? I yeah, that's the one I remember seeing Big Red's hot sauce. They are black owned. I saw a lot of pictures with them. They're they're out there, man. They're really trying to push their brand. They're really trying to push their name out. Um, yeah. They're killing it. Good luck to them. Honestly, I'm really excited to try them. 
Um, so from that list of hot sauces, which we got, you know, you guys got two free. So ask for 10, get 12. Uh, right away, we're going to jump right into top 10 pizza chains. Uh, there's a few of these, Tyler, that I've never heard of. But, you know, dude, I love pizza. So anytime we get an opportunity, if you ever see these places, these are the top 10. Um, number one is Domino's. Number two is Pizza Hut. Number three is Little Caesars. <laughs> All we'll right, here we go. We'll get back to that. Number four is Papa John's. Number five, Tyler, have you heard of Mellow Mushrooms? That's a pizza place? Mellow Mushrooms? That- that's a pizza place. Dude, the picture looked fantastic, man. They put up a picture. Like, I almost started crying, man. It was amazing. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, number six is Marco's Pizza, which I've seen a lot of commercials for, and I've seen one location, actually. Have you ever Have you ever had it? Never heard of it. Okay. Number, <laughs> number seven, Mod Pizza, M-O-D, Pizza. Number eight, CPK. It's California Pizza Kitchen. Number nine, G- Giordano's, Giordano's, and number ten is Blaze Pizza, which I'm very, very happy they made the list. Um, really? We talked about this, yeah, dude. I'm, re- dude, I love Blaze Pizza, man. Um, honorable mention goes to Costco, which Costco Pizza for me, it's up there, dude. It's really up there. I'd rather have Costco than than Domino's or Pizza Hut. That's just me. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen those videos on YouTube where they have like, um, like people from you know, actual countries, like they would have maybe an Italian person try like uh, American pizza. Uh, Everybody, like we, everybody we know, I think loves Costco pizza. Even people that don't have a Costco membership, they know how good the pizza is. I would love for maybe an Italian uh, native to try a Costco pizza and see what they think. Because it is, it is, (laughs) it's top quality pizza. It's top quality pizza, but I think a native from Italy would think it's like a damnation of their pizza man because this is like probably you know real italian it's it's thin crust it's a little piece and all that i think a slice of costco pizza is three or four regular pizzas in italy probably it's it's just by by size and mass and amount of sauce and everything like it's just it's dude i love it but i did see a video on youtube that had uh two mexican mothers Okay, and they were trying Taco Bell for the first time and rating it, and Ooh. one of the two mothers pretty much loved everything, and I fell in love with her immediately. So you never know; <laughs> you, never you never know they could end up liking it. Yeah, um, I've seen I've seen those videos though with Italian with the Italian native people. It was all the grandmothers, you know, all of them having uh, mm-hmm. uh, Olive Garden. Have oh. you seen that? <laughs> yeah. No. Dude, they, How did they, they like that? They tear it to pieces, man. They tear it to pieces. Uh, Olive Garden, for anyone that doesn't know, Olive Garden is, is it a fast food, Tyler? Oh, every everyone knows. It's it's casual. I think it's fast casual. Fast no, casual. It's... I mean, it is a sit-down restaurant where you're waited on and things like that. But Olive Garden, dude, I love Olive Garden, but, you know, I guess I don't have a sophisticated palate. Um, I would love to see Gordon Ramsay try Costco pizza. That's Yeah, sit him down and try anything <laughs> fast. Anything. Yeah, entertainment. Yeah, he, he always has he always has the best uh, faces and and things to say. Um, fun fact for anyone that goes to Costco: you don't need a membership to go to the food court. So I that's didn't know that. not a lot of people. Not a lot of people do know that. Uh, if you go into Costco, 
and you know they stop you ask you for the membership card at the door if you just tell them hey i'm going to the food court you do not need a membership so there's your fun fact wow. and unfortunately the line just became a little bit longer now i know everyone's <laughs> gonna be bum rushing costco now <laughs> yep name dropping the podcast yeah right uh eric from team tna podcast that i can uh, come in here for free right <laughs> if yeah if you do drop our we just want to say if you do drop our podcast name to costco they will they will charge you full price yeah and and you will be asked to leave the premises not just yeah. not just the store the entire parking lot yeah and banned <laughs> and banned yeah immediately um so from pizza we go to the top 10 unhealthiest food chains now this is an order tyler this is an order this is based off of the menu as a whole uh, nice. The things they, yeah, just the menu as a whole, just uh, caloric and, you know, just grams of horribleness. Um, so this is in order. Sonics, Carl's Jr., Whataburger, Quiznos, Jack in the Box, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, uh, Checkers, and Burger King. I'm shocked Chick-fil-A's on there. That's interesting. I'm shocked Quiznos is on there. Yeah, I'm shocked um, Quiznos still exists. Where is there a Quiznos? <laughs> there, I've there's a Quiznos. There's one Quiznos that I know exists. Quiznos, for anyone that doesn't know, it's like it was an off-brand of Subway, where you kind of build your own sandwiches. Only it's complete crap. It's complete crap. Like they, they, they it's it's. I I'm shocked that it lasts as long as it did. It was huge. I don't know how it how it held on for so long. But did, weren't they the ones that kind of really like jump started the toasted sandwich thing? They they absolutely were. So they they did the same thing where you kind of build your own sandwich the same way Subway does, but they put a gun to your head and they say we're toasting this bitch. Like this this is not a yeah. Question. That was the policy. Was yeah, the this toast- is getting yeah. toasted. Like if you order a drink from there, they'll run it through the toaster. Like you know, everything <laughs> they're, they're just trigger happy on the toaster over there. Um, have you heard of checkers? Yes, checkers what? and rallies are the same thing. If uh, I think we have rallies out here. What is that? It's a burger joint. It's, you know, it's just like, um, I don't know if they have a, like a dining room, like the, the photos I've seen. Cause there isn't one around here. I think, I think there's one in San Bernardino, California. And that would but be the closest I, one to us. Yeah. Like the, a lot of the photos and stuff I've seen are people walking up to a window so it's kind of like a burger stand kind of place. Like, you know, like like an In-N-Out would kind of be. Like a lot of the right. In-N-Outs, you walk up and you sit down outside and whatever. Right, right. So at most, it would be a table or two outside of the, the box location where the kitchen area is. Right. So we have a fun Sonic story. Um, <laughs> Sonic's plays more commercials than the other nine places combined, in my opinion. Tyler, is that fair? Yeah, that is true. I think they get a lot of celebrities. So Sonic's, they yeah, they, they, they push their product. Sonic's really pushes their product. They really push, you know, value meals and like little burgers and little shakes and things like that. Um, what's cool about Sonic's in theory is that it's like a car hop. Uh, what that is, theory. is in theory. So what, what a car hop is, it's, it's classic Americana as far as I know, right, Tyler? I don't know if it's like big in the rest of the world, right? Yeah, it was like, like in the 50, 40s, 50s. So what happens is you drive your car up to these little uh, boxes where there is um, a menu, a picture, uh, itemized menu, and you basically you can order one on one with the kitchen. There's no interaction 
you know, human interaction that you're basically talking right into a box with a picture of an itemized uh, menu. Um, once you place your order, someone on roller blades or roller skates. <laughs> yep. <laughs> someone on roller blades. <laughs> yeah, it's all cool in theory. <laughs> someone in roller blades or roller skates brings your food out to you, you know, within a few minutes and charges your card and all that good stuff. So. Me and Tyler, we go to Sonics, which there isn't one within 50 miles from our location. So we made the drive. We're like, dude, I'm dying, man. They made all these commercials. Everything looks so good. Everything looks so crazy. They're always trying different kind of milkshakes. Um, the burgers look good. We go and we park at the car hop place where you take the order. Uh, we're parked just like every other car there. There was another 20 cars there ordering, living their best life. Of course, when me and Tyler go, there's a problem. There's always a problem seem to follow us, right, Tyler? Absolutely. Every, every <laughs> single time. There's something. And there's it's usually at a restaurant. It, that's true. So uh, we park the car. You know, we're, you know, waiting for someone to talk. I say, hello, hello, hello. Nothing. Hello, hello. Nothing. Okay. All right. Tyler, let's, let's you know, let's approach the, the kitchen area. Um, these places aren't built for that. So they don't have a place where you can walk up and place your order. Even if you're, you know, walking without a car, you still have to place your order from the car hop and they come out to you. We didn't know that. We've never been before. Whatever reason our thing wasn't working, we said, let's approach the kitchen. So we go up to the kitchen and there's like people flying in and out with rollerblades. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and all, <laughs> all of a sudden... Me and Tyler are in their kitchen, you know, and this isn't the first time it happened, but me and Tyler are in their kitchen and someone just looks at us and says, how did you guys get in here? And we said, listen, the boxes wasn't working. We were trying to place our order. We came here to place our order. And the guy says to us, well, you guys can't be in here. This isn't how it works over here. You guys need to go outside and then place your <laughs> order. So literally we took three steps backwards. We're outside of their kitchen area. Some lady took our order right then and there, like, you know, face to face. We went, sat back in our car. Uh, we got the food absolutely subpar. Right, Tyler? It was terrible. It, it was it was really awful. I don't it, Maybe we got a bad batch or like a bad restaurant that day. I have I, no I idea because everyone I know that knows Sonics loves it. Everyone like it's blasphemy to talk bad about Sonics. Right, Tyler? Yeah, it's it's like a road trip destination. Like no matter where you're driving to, you stop at Sonic. And it's it's it was just horrible. Like the service was bad. The the whole experience was bad. Then we got our food, it was bad. It was it's not cheap for like a burger and fries. I think it was like it came out to I think we paid like 10, 12 bucks each, which it's not horrible, but it's not you know, they show in the commercials like people like getting away with like four dollar burger and fries and it's not like that. Yeah. Um they yeah. let's wash our hands when we were in the kitchen. Sink was yeah. our man. <laughs> the reason I'm laughing, the reason I'm laughing is because there's been a lot of uh, things on Instagram of people recording. You know, I, I don't know if this is cruel for me to laugh at, but there's a lot of waiters, waitresses that are on rollerblades holding food, and they just like fly. You know, they just fly. They they hit a door or they slip on the curb and just food goes flying all over people's cars, all over waiters and waitresses themselves. 
Um, and that's why you got to love vanilla milkshakes. Cause when, the, when you see that <laughs> splash all over the dark pavement, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> and, and you all know, I can't, I can't hold it. I can't hold it. If I see anything funny, if I think of anything funny, even if it's not happening, I'm going to start laughing. So I'm the wrong person to see that kind of thing in public. I know it's bad. I know it's horrible. I know it's, uh, um, a bad day for that employee, but I, I have to laugh. I'm sorry. I have to Tyler, if you saw it in person, it was, would you laugh? Absolutely. It's a, it's a real damn shame that <laughs> when we were there that we didn't see anyone fall, seeing how much they took off like a bullet out of that kitchen. Yeah, really. I'm surprised no two people ever ran into each other, but yeah, I mean, that's, oh, that's, that's happened. You've got to, <laughs> you've got to think that it must've happened. All kinds of collisions, right? Just coming in and out of that swinging door. And you can imagine, like, you know, in the 50s when that happened, and someone falls on the, the roof of one of those cars with, like, the Pierce Arrow Eagles. <laughs> Someone's been it's impaled by a by a headlight before, you're saying. Zero to one shot, Doc. Zero to one shot. <laughs> yeah, right? That's the kind of luck that we have. That's something that would absolutely happen to us. Um, so that's our Sonic story. It's really funny. Um, in unhealthiest food chains, I'm surprised that there weren't some that I thought should absolutely be there. Um which is very weird because that brings us into our next list, which is the top 10 healthiest food chains. There's a few of these places. Again, this is, I'm guessing like Tyler said, regional because there's a few places here that we've never heard of Um, in order here from one to 10. uh, This is the healthiest food chains. Number one is Panera bread. They say Uh, two is Jason's deli. Three is a place called Al Bon Pain. I've Al, never Al heard Bundy? of Bundy? What? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> what is it called? So it's A-U space B-O-N space P-A-I-N. How bon pain pawn. That's okay. They have 280 locations, dude. I was like, what is this mom and pop shop? No, dude, they have 280 locations nationwide. So I I don't know. They're doing something right to be, you know, top 10 healthiest food chains. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Then we have Noodles & Co. uh, Corner Bakery Cafe. Chipotle. Atlanta Bread. McDonald's, dude. McDonald's, man. What? McDonald's is number eight on the top 10 healthiest food chains. McDonald's, I guess the, the random cow. things they offer just put them over the top. I was shocked that they weren't in the unhealthiest food chains. And double well, I guess shocked if you order. I, yeah. I, I was just double shocked to see them actually show up on a list and it's the freaking healthy food list. Right. Well, I guess, you know, you order a Big Mac, you get half a salad with it. Well, I don't there's know, so much mean. lettuce in that thing. Yeah, but still, man, like, okay, all jokes all jokes aside, man, it's McDonald's, man, in the healthiest food chains in America. I don't know if that's telling of America or just telling on the standard of what is and isn't healthy. Well, they have um, orange juice at breakfast. Yeah, right? <laughs> but their breakfast deluxe platter has, like, more than 1,500 <laughs> calories, man, you know? And that's, like, they say an adult, full-grown male is supposed to have 2,000 in their day. Yeah. Now, if you're having 1500 in breakfast, you're pretty much done. Like the next thing you're going to do is drink like a half cup of something and, and you're done. You're done for the day. Drink a half cup of lard with those pancakes, that butter, whatever. It is. It's just <laughs> it's murder. Uh, number nine on the list is Einstein Bros Bagels. I'm sure I've seen one before in my life. I don't know where, but they have 649 locations. Have you ever heard of it? 
Damn, no. Six hundred forty-nine locations, impressive. and then like it's it's more impressive when you think about we're in Los Angeles, dude. Like when you think about the United States, like Los Angeles is you know it's one of the cities anyone anywhere can name, right? Yeah. How did they have six hundred forty-nine and somehow missed this freaking location? What is that? Like twelve locations in each state, right? It's a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm horrible at math. Thirteen, maybe. Yeah. Uh, number 10 is Taco Del Mar. They have 270 locations nationwide. That's the 10th uh, on the list of top, top 10 healthiest food chains. I was shocked when you said Chipotle and then you threw McDonald's in there. And oh my God. If I'm not mistaken, Tyler, doesn't McDonald's own Chipotle? Not anymore. They don't have a stake in it anymore. Because uh, uh, I, I they just saw a video like- about it. Uh, it was actually a while back. I think it, it's over 10 years since they sold their stake in it. Really? But yeah, they did They did have a good financial stake in Chipotle. All right. Well, I don't know. I, I, I mean, mean, it could have been the E. coli thing. I don't know. I, I just know that there was a time when Chipotle, there was like a, a while where it was scary to go there and order because every day they had recalls. Every day someone else was getting something from there. Um, you think you're eating healthy food and then you're getting something horrible. I don't know, some kind of, you know, disease. Um, it's damn good though. It, it really was like when you ordered food from there, it was like that scene out of the deer hunter. Cause you never know who was going to get it. Yeah. Who yeah. Yeah. It's the Russian sick. roulette. A hundred percent. Um, this, this may be one of the funnest parts of this whole episode where we're 30 minutes in and we're about to have something so good. Tyler, are you ready? Let's hit it. Top 10 fast food flops. Yes. Uh, This is the past decade. This is the past decade. When I was looking, when I was doing my research for this, the list goes on and on and on um, to so many restaurants credits, you know, especially I have to say, especially Taco Bell recently. So many of these places are trying new things. So many places are, are really, you know, throwing caution to the wind and just being brave with what they're doing. Um, So you're bound to have flops, right? You're, can we start with number 10 on this and work our way up to number one? Yes. Yes. Uh, is that the Sunday? Hmm? Number 10 is that Sunday. What, it's, what it's, the one that, it's the one that you're involved in. Oh, that Sunday. Oh my God. Okay. That's that's why this is my absolute favorite part of the entire thing, Tyler. Do you really want to start with that? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I just wanted to say, because I, I just thought the number one flop would be just funny. But yes, uh, that, let's start with the with the Sunday. So the Burger King let, Sunday. Let's let everyone into our inside joke. Um, the reason why this is so, so funny to me is number 10 on that list. And again, this is just the past decade. There's many more things on many more lists. Number 10 is the Burger King Bacon Sunday in 2012. Uh, Tyler, oh tell gosh. us, man. Tell, tell them why it's so funny about the Bacon Sunday. So the Bacon Sunday uh, was a really weird idea. I don't know why they came out with it because they had another thing too. It wasn't. The, it was another bacon thing, like an, a dessert, but... When this came out, there was a sensation. Like, do you remember? Like, people talked about it a lot. It was on the news all the time and everything. But I got to participate in a live TV taste test for the Bacon Sunday. <laughs> it used to be on YouTube. 
but over the years it has gone it has been taken down for some reason and I, do you still have the copy somewhere i i don't I, have it i hope to god i do somewhere i don't know i need to look for that because that's one of the funniest things ever on on live tv on the news our boy tyler is right there tasting it in front of the masses on nationwide news the guy had it in his freaking hand and in his face it was it was me and uh uh, so uh, a, a young woman who was with me tasting it, and she, I, I, did she liked it, right? She or she was indifferent to it, like she, she either she liked it or didn't bad. care. She said it's not bad, if, if if I recall correctly. More importantly, it was you, man, in my opinion, and I'm biased, so I don't know. I remember she, I remember she said that it's not bad. I think she said it wasn't horrible. She didn't give it a good review either. The thing is, though, she's wrong. This thing was terrible. Like it was like. <laughs> It was like salty pork and delicious vanilla ice cream. Like it was, it was, it was oil and water. It's like bacon and ice cream. That could be the new saying now. It's like bacon and ice cream. And it was, I was picking it apart. And then Eric took something from this interview. Cause at the end of me critiquing this thing, the guy says, it looks like this, this young man is a regular Anthony Bourdain. And since 2012, Eric has been, using that as basically a fill in the blank for anything. <laughs> and I've gotten multiple texts a day <laughs> of different celebrities and he'll, he'll say it at like, like social gatherings and everything. So it's become a part <laughs> of our group's pop culture. Is that, is that phrase? You all, you all have to understand. And one day I will find this, I will find this clip. I will put it up somewhere for everyone. So they have Tyler holding it in his hand. And a Sunday, it's vanilla ice cream, traditionally vanilla ice cream, and then a layer of hot fudge on the bottom and a layer of hot fudge on the top. So they have vanilla ice cream, layer of hot fudge, and then bits of bacon on top of it. And Tyler, mm. <clears throat> I remember everything about this story, man. I remember, I remember that you guys were there for a long time because I remember it was melted all over your hand. Yes, uh, that's right. So it was, it's bad enough that it's, you know, a hundred degrees outside. Uh, they just grabbed Tyler and whoever he was standing with, they just grabbed them and say, Hey, try this. They hand you something, make you wait, holding it in your hand, which also, you know, you're heating it up the whole time. It's dripping all down Tyler's hand. He took a spoonful of it. It's like the second the spoon hit his tongue, he made like the sourest face. And he's like, Oh, God, oh. <laughs> Uh, it's not good at all. Like right away. And this is on on TV, on the news, everyone's seeing it. So he's like, this is really, really bad. Like really, really bad. There's, this isn't good at all. And this is Burger King trying to push a brand new item. <laughs> Needless to say, it was very, very short lived. So much so it ended up number 10 on our top 10 list. Um, after that, we have McDonald's Fish McBites which looked like popcorn chicken. It looked like tiny pieces of, you know, it looked like little hash browns that were deep fried and it was chicken. I'm sorry, fish McBites in 2013. Did you ever have that? No. Uh, I don't even remember thinking it. No. Uh, after that, there's- That's how the, bad it was. Yeah, dude, the Burger King Satis Fries. You remember those? No. What, what are those? So Burger King made a, a wedge cut fry the same, way that, the same way that Del Taco has those wavy cut French fries. So Burger King made these fat French fries and they said it's called saddest fries because you eat less of them because they're bigger, which was the dumbest thing ever. Um, 
instead of a french fry being cut you know long rectangular they just made them fat wedges and gave eight pieces of them and called it a large but basically you're eating the same amount but they were making it like you're eating less so question tell me so after this flop uh, did Burger King start to call them saddest fries with a double D? If you were writing that a newspaper column on it, they, they would and should have. That's freaking hilarious. That's the headline. That's the headline. Um, McDonald's McWraps is after that, 2013. I thought that was still a thing, honestly. I think I thought so too. Like, when I, did those go away? It, it's, it, it came in in 2013. I'm assuming that's one of those things that come and go because I've, I'm sure I've seen it. I remember um, they had a Big Mac one that came and went very quickly. But they I had, thought like the chicken wraps were always a thing. I, I thought so too. I thought so too, but here it is. Um, this is something else that's on the list. I wish I wish I remembered it because I, I don't remember this happening. It was in 2013, McDonald's Mighty Wings. Did you ever have that? Oh, no. That's interesting. This has to have been a regional thing because if it was available in our area, there's no doubt in my mind that we would have tried this. It's wings made by McDonald's. Bone in or bone out, does it say? It looked like it was bone in, but it, I doubt it was, you know, being that it's a fast food place. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Taco Bell Waffle Taco, 2014. Oh, God. Yep. Did this you was the it? breakfast thing. Yeah, I tried it. It was not... It, Thank God the breakfast crunch wrap existed. <laughs> I think that could have killed Taco Bell's breakfast was the waffle taco. Well, hold on, because that was 2014. 2015 was Taco Bell biscuit taco. Don't know that one. It it looks disgusting. It looks like a little taco. Was there gravy in it? It didn't look like it. It didn't look like oh. it, but it, it looked disgusting. Um, that same year, Burger King graced us with the Halloween Whopper. Do you remember that one with the black? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the so, black, the green poop. Yeah, so Burger King came out with an idea to make a Halloween edition Whopper, and they said it's going to be scary and whatever, and they basically had black buns. Um, people were so put off by it that it came and went just as just as fast as you could say Halloween Whopper. It was gone. There, I I don't ever remember seeing one in person. Even did you? Uh, just just uh, like review videos. Um. It was it was from Japan though. Didn't Japan come up with the idea? I think they I think they had it and they held it. I think we had it. It came and went because I remember seeing you know I remember seeing things for it, but dude, it disappeared quick. I've never ever seen one in person. It was like a one that was baked into the bun or something to give it that black appearance. Is that what they did? Yeah, which sounds so, actually pretty awesome. But yeah, I was gonna but, say, yeah, the colors awful. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to see. No one wants to hold a a black piece of bread in their hand, especially when it's you know you're at Burger King and it's not someone's just rotten bread. Yeah. Um, the next thing, number nine, is Pizza Hut hot dog bites. So this was a pizza, and the crust <laughs> was a bunch of little pigs in a blanket, kind of. Yeah. That was in 2015. Did you ever order it? See it? I don't order Pizza Hut. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll take that Pizza Hut. Tyler doesn't like you. Um, this was number one. This broke my heart because I heard mixed reviews, especially from you, dude. I heard it from you. I never got to try it. And that's Burger King Mac and Cheetos. 
Oh, yeah. So what are those, Tyler? Those were, uh, you know, they look like mozzarella sticks, but instead there's just macaroni cheese, macaroni and cheese inside. And I, I mean, it's a great idea. And I'm sure, you know, you go to real like sit down restaurants and I mean, we've had versions of this. Uh, uh, Fried mac and we cheese. On one of our, yeah, that's the same thing. And those are fantastic. But Burger King's was just bland. It's like the 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 breading on the outside had flavor, but the dust. oh, that's right, it did have Cheeto dust. Yeah, but you know what? You kind of forget about the Cheeto dust. It's all. I mean, you're just kind of waiting to taste the macaroni and cheese, really. You know that it was dusted with the with the Cheeto dust, but the macaroni and cheese itself was bland. I so never got to try. It. I mean, the commercials looked epic. Tyler was as always the first person to get to try it. I'm surprised Burger King let let him, you know, back in, especially after his uh, bacon Sunday fiasco. But you know, they still. Well, the restraining order had lifted by that point. <laughs> yeah, right. It's been it's been a few years. You're talking 2012 and then 2016. So yeah, four years later, you hope they don't hold a grudge for that long. That was 2016. That was 2016. The the Burger King mac and Cheetos was 2016. Oh my gosh, time man. <laughs> time flies, dude. Um, so. Out of food stuff, um, we go into the top 10 vacation spots. Now, the way I found this out was I wrote top 10 vacation destinations um, into Google. And what it came back was, what it came back with was this list here, which is shocking to me. This is a worldwide list. This is, I'm guessing, the most searched things. So number one, no, no, you know, no surprise was Paris, France. Um, Tyler, are you anxious to go there? Is that somewhere on your list? Would you ever go? No. Never? <laughs> no. Would you? I I mean, yeah, dude, why not? It's Paris, France, dude, why not? I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a beautiful city, but uh, at the same time, it's just kind of like a city. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, the, the number two is New York, New York. We've so, uh, we both done that, right? I've never been to New York. I've never. Oh, been you to haven't. New York. I've never been. I was supposed to go, but COVID, you know, canceled that plan. I've never oh. been to New York. I've changed airplanes in New York, but I've never landed in there. Even to say I've seen the city, it's like you know, only in Home Alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can have our president show you the way out. Yeah. <laughs> um. So number three was Rome in Italy. Uh, there you is, that, go. is that on your list? Yes, Italy in general is on the list, but Rome, yeah. I mean, you got to stop in Rome. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm absolutely with you on that. Um, number four, this is somewhere I've actually been. It's Cancun, Mexico. Where, uh, where are you on Cancun, Mexico, Tyler? Ah, uh, fine. Uh, how how was Cancun? I liked it, dude. I, I had a lot of fun when I went. I do not have a good time when I go to Cancun, Mexico. I'm not reckless. I'm not one of those, you know, frat boys or anything like that. When I go, I go and I relax and I have a nice time. And if you're looking for that, um, it's very from where we are. Yeah, it's very cheap, dude. It's very cheap. It was really fun. We went to an all inclusive. It was very nice. So is it OK? So you said inclusive. Uh, is it a resort? kind of town like is it is it all inclusive or is it still like uh part of just a, a like a, a city city so there is <clears throat> there is places to walk around i wasn't looking for that i was looking i was looking specifically for the all-inclusive i didn't want to leave the resort too much um 
when we went, there was a lot of things on the news about, you know, certain things in Mexico with the cartel, things like that. There was a lot of like beheadings going on, things like that. And I wasn't discouraged about going because Mexico is huge. It's huge. Mm -hmm. People think, you know, Mexico, they start, you know, um, talking bad about it, talking down about it. Mexico is gorgeous, dude. It's freaking massive. There's bad parts and good parts. And, you know, Cancun, Mexico is not a bad part. No, like uh, any country. Like There's any country. Parts, I, mean, parts, I mean, yeah, man. I mean, a half hour drive from my house is a place that I wouldn't, you know, I lock the doors when I drive, you know, by and, you know, the windows go right up. Um, right by Sonic. Yeah, right by <laughs> right by Sonic. Um, so Cancun, Mexico, there there is a lot of walking there. You absolutely can. I mean, there's a city to walk around. There's a lot of things to see. It's it's really uh, it's one of those places that's really geared towards tourists. So they 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 do know how to take advantage of that. Um, for that reason, I really didn't want to leave the hotel. I didn't want to leave the area. Um, we had beachfront. It was beautiful, man. It was everything you wanted at your fingertips, including drinks, including everything. So I, I really, I, I can't speak too much for the town. I can speak for the hotel. I had a great time. There you go. Um, next on the list, and I'm dying to go here. This is absolutely on my list is London in England. Ah, uh-huh. would you go, Tyler? I guess so. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like like the Paris destination again. It's a city, you know. It's I, I guess if you're there, you have to go. You know, it's it's uh, yeah. And you speak you know, the language. The most, that's true. That's true. Uh, I, I'm very happy to be fluent in English. So, <laughs> yep. Um, after that, we have these ones. I mean, basically, these five right here. Kind of. I mean, I get it. But maybe we're taking it for you know taking it for granted because we're here. Um, number six is Miami, Florida. Have you been? Yeah, uh, you, many you, times. You have, you have family in Florida, right? Yeah, balmy so, Florida, balmy Florida. <laughs> so there's Miami, Florida. Uh, seven is Orlando, Florida. Mm. Which Miami is better, right, than Orlando? Depends what you're looking for. Orlando's like the kind of like more of the theme park area. Miami's like the like the Scarface area, like the beach area. <laughs> so wait, Disney World is in Orlando. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, Universal, all that stuff is all Orlando. Okay, so definitely, yeah, that would be on my list. Uh, San Francisco, California, which mm-hmm. you've been a number of times. I've been there myself. It's not, dude. I like it a lot. It's just stupid expensive over there, and sometimes stupid. extremely cold for no reason. For no reason at all. San Francisco, California is a place where you leave your camera at home. Uh, there's people right now like, why? Um, it's crazy overcast over there. Crazy. You can never take a picture. Uh, everyone wants to get that picture of them with the you know, the Golden Gate Bridge behind them. What ends up happening is it's you and about 30 feet behind you, and that's all you see in the picture. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. But you know what? The yeah. other thing that's funny about San Francisco is that it could be like – you know, you could be in San Francisco, it's like 70 degrees, so it's fine. You go across the bay to Oakland, which you can see, and it's like 96. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> the temperature is just so, it's, like, nuts. It's on its own planet, dude. I don't, I don't know how, but San Francisco is really nice. Um, uh, What was there? Uh, full House was there, right? No, not Full Was it Full House? Full ha- uh, yeah, Full House and full House uh, one of your it's favorite movies. Yeah. Yep. Uh, was there um what else they have alcatraz which is really i love it dude it's really cool you've been before right yes alcatraz 
I love Alcatraz. Alcatraz is, is a prison island. Um, it's no longer in use. It's now just a tourist spot, but it's awesome. It's awesome if you're ever there. Did you ever see the, uh, the another great thing is the um, the vintage arcade in Fisherman's Wharf. Did you ever see that? I did. I did. I love it. I love it. It's, it's really it's, cool. You see some you see some crazy like old like racist machines like yeah. you throw a quarter in and they do horrible things but it's fascinating like what people were entertained by them because they're just like me- mechanized uh, puppet shows pretty much yeah yeah a lot of things made of wood a lot of things that it's shocking that it still works a lot of things are unplugged because if they turned on they would catch fire i'm sure immediately um there is a lot of racist things over there yeah definitely don't want us to pay a nickel today just to be called an n-word now um it's it's yikes yeah dude it's it's a lot man there's a lot of like things in blackface over there there's a lot of uh derogatory things also you know towards a lot of different cultures and kinds of people but that's that's speaking to its time i think yeah Um, there's also the the opium den one that focused on the asian culture which was shocking they they just have something for everyone over there if you're if you're easily offended stay Uh, you can miss that one, but <laughs> but they're welcome <laughs> to families. Any family you can walk in. Yeah, it's free. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you paid to get in there and saw some of the things in there, I'm sure a lot of people would be asking for refunds. But it's 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 a lot of fun. I I think it's really cool to see things like that. I just you know I like history. Um, they also filmed uh, "Rest in Peace" to Sean Connery. The movie "The Rock" was based oh, yeah. uh, was based off of uh, Alcatraz. So. Fun fact for anyone. Um, number nine on the list is Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, I've seen it in a few uh, shows, TV shows, uh, like House Flippers, House Hunters, things like that. It's it's gorgeous, dude. It really is. It's really nice. I don't know what people go there looking for, but I don't know. It's a nice place, I guess. Aren't there like golf courses there? Hang on. I'm going to look that up right now. Myrtle Beach. Beach. Yeah, M-Y-R-T-L-E. Uh, what do you see? Oh, it's got, oh yeah. Uh, it's uh, a 60-mile string of beaches, and it's also known for its celebrity-designed golf courses. Okay. All right. So well, there you go. If you want to bump into uh, like Happy golf. Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, yep. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, number 10 on the list is Branson, Missouri, which I'm That's shocked That's a weird that, one. Dude, I'm shocked that Missouri made the list at all. Um People living in the United States will live their entire life without saying the word Missouri. Um, it's not a, you know, it's it's not one of those states that people think about. I'm sure people outside of the U.S. maybe this is your first time ever hearing the state Missouri, but uh, yeah, Branson, Missouri, <laughs> yeah. came up, you know, came up on number ten on the list. So there you people go. People in Missouri are like, where are we? Yeah, they they all call it Missouri. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, here, here is another fun one. We have the highest grossing movies of all time. Now, as I was reading this list, I was getting super excited at the fact that we have with us Mr. Media as part of the show. So Tyler, um, if you have anything for us while I read these, give it to us. All right. All right. Highest grossing movies of all time. Number one is Avengers Endgame. Uh, it made $849 million in the U.S., $2.79 billion worldwide. Number two is yep. Avatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, $760 million, $2.78 worldwide billion. 
Disney was so so pushing for Endgame to beat Avatar, even though they're the same company now, but they were pushing that thing. They they kept Endgame in theaters longer. Do you remember that? So they could beat Avatar. Wow, man, that's why. Geez, and they. I mean, I mean, it edged it out. It did edge it out. Yeah. Um, number three is Titanic, which is six hundred fifty nine million uh, US, two point one eight billion worldwide. Uh, number four. Star Wars The Force Awakens, 936 million yeah. US, 2.06 billion worldwide. Jeez. Then we have Avengers Infinity War, 678 million, uh, 2.048 billion dollars worldwide. Hmm. Uh, this one, I think this is the most recent of the Jurassic movies, The Jurassic World. I think that's the most recent one. Uh, 652 million. 1.671 billion worldwide. Well, wait, is, that the, is that the first Jurassic World or the second one? Because I, I, they're, they're making the third right now. Does that have the, the year fir- next to it? It's, it doesn't have the year, but it's it's the first one only because it, it didn't say number two or anything like that. It just said number one, and it's the one with Chris Pratt riding a motorcycle in the front. Uh, yeah, that could be that could be any of them. I think it's number one because they would have specified if it was number two. It just said Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. That's the um, first one then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marvel's Avengers, 623 million uh, US, 1.518 billion worldwide. Uh, Furious 7 of the Fast and Furious franchise. Really? Yep. That's number eight. Is that the one where they go into the, like, they drive through the skyscrapers? Was that, the, did we see that one? Is that the one we saw with, Paul, not Paul Rudd. What's uh, Paul Walker? Is that his last one? I think I, dude, they all freaking mesh together at this point. I have no idea which one's which. I know The Rock is on the cover of it. Mm. Um, I know it got three hundred fifty-three million in the U.S. Uh, one point five one six billion worldwide. Damn. Uh, yeah. Number nine is Avengers: Age of Ultron. Four hundred fifty-nine million. One point four zero five billion worldwide. And number ten. <clears throat> this one did very 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 well in the u.s in numbers it did one two three it did better than almost all of them but i think three of them on the top 10 in the u.s that's the black panther 700 million u.s mm-hmm. 1.342 billion worldwide all any right. are you so sure any, any so avengers are a hit so Avengers are a hit, basically. Yeah. Avengers are a hit, and everyone loves James Cameron except for Tyler. That's what I got. You know, that's my takeaway from this. <laughs> well, I, I mean, come on. You got Terminator, which is awesome. Terminator 2, awesome. Aliens, great. True Lies. No one no one takes a smack better than Tia Carrera in True Lies. Absolutely. <laughs> with, with the constantly. ring hand. With the, with ring, the ring hand, hand exactly. <laughs> but uh, I guess the takeaway is Avengers are a hit. People like Avengers. Dude, I just have to say, now that you brought it up, True Lies is one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's super, super underrated. Like, True Lies and Leon the Professional are two movies that if ever they're on TV, if ever they're streaming, I'm going to watch it. Both super solid. Always super solid. I love those two movies, man. True Lies is fantastic, dude. And it's such a big story. Like, where it starts and where it ends is so far apart. Like, it's a James Bond movie meets, like, I don't even know what. It's crazy. Um, yeah like what what would it mean it's like a it's like james bond on 
like st- not steroids, but like what what's like on caffeine, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not on it's, crack. It's, it's wild. It's wild. I, yeah. I, it's I love that movie. If anyone hasn't seen True Lies, just watch it. It's it's it's, it's the funny. best Tom Arnold movie you'll ever see. That, <laughs> that's a way to sell it. Yeah, if you want to see a good Tom Arnold movie, which is usually an oxymoron, <laughs> if you want to see a good Tom Arnold movie, it's it's True Lies. Um. We have to follow that up with the 10 biggest movie flops of all time. A movie flop is – this is where it loses everything, right, Tyler? I mean, what, what is a flop? When you say something flopped, what, what, what is that? It usually means something that uh, is a financial disaster. Like it did not it, – it definitely did not make its budget back. It did not break even. But does that mean it's bad right away? So you're Mr. Media. If you know something is a flop, does that mean it's bad automatically? Quality wise, no, no. Uh, I mean, I'm sure in this list we'll have a movie that is actually pretty good. Either you know, entertainment wise, it's just it just didn't catch on. Whether it was due to marketing or you know, the, it's mostly it would be due to marketing in that in that sense. But so, if you don't mind, uh, I want to ask you. Yeah, as we go through this, I just want to know if you've seen it and if it's good or crap. Is is that okay? Yeah. Okay, so from biggest to least amount of, what do you say, like revenue lost? Sure, yeah. Okay, so we start with King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, with a $150 million loss. Did you see that one? No, the only reason, because it's Guy Ritchie, we both love Guy Ritchie. I I love Guy Ritchie, yeah. I think everybody loves Guy Ritchie. Every guy is a Guy Ritchie fan. Yeah, everyone except Um, Madonna loves it. That's yeah. I dumped it. <laughs> uh, no, but the the thing that, I, and I don't know, you haven't seen it, right? Uh, did you see the trailer for it at least? Do you, do you I, remember this at all? I don't, dude. This movie escapes me completely on every aspect. I have no idea anything about this movie. If you tell me, I'll just nod my head and smile. I have no idea what this movie is. So basically in the trailer, it had a moment where it looked like there was point of view GoPro footage in the in a King Arthur movie. <laughs> and Why? right when I, when I saw Guy Ritchie's name, I was like, oh my God, yes, this is going to be awesome. King Arthur, he's going to tackle King Arthur. And then I saw that one shot in the trailer and I'm like, this is, this is a bomb. This is a fail. And you see, he <laughs> called it. He did. That's why they call him Mr. Media. Um, um, you don't put GoPro in a period piece. No, no, not that old. Um, number two is Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. They lost $125 million making that movie. So supposedly this movie's a real thing. Neither one of us have heard of this. No, no. And it looks like a horribly animated screensaver. Like, it's fucking terrible. I don't know. Oh, like Spawn. Um, yeah, like Spawn. Um, this one, I think I'm going to give everyone a side piece here. Tyler's dad was the most excited person, maybe, and apparently in the whole world, the only excited person about Disney's John Carter, which lost $122 million. Uh, did you ever see it, Tyler? No. What happened it to looks, this I, I, Dude, nobody knows. And I think Disney is the most <laughs> puzzled out of everybody. Because it, it, it seems like it should work. Like, it's based on books that are, that at least, they have more than a cult following. Like they're okay. they're big sci-fi books, but like who is I don't even remember who the actor was, but the whole movie just looked kind of 
bland. You know, it kind of, the trailers made it look like it was Tarzan with aliens in a way. It looked like knockoff Star Wars to me. I don't I don't know, dude. That too. I mean, definitely had a generous heart helping a Star Wars in there. But yeah, it's just, it. the trailer just looked unfocused. You know, you just didn't know what, what the hell was going on. They just took the James Cameron approach. Make enough things blow up and people will watch it, I guess. Exactly. Did your dad end up seeing it? I gotta ask him. That's a good question. He probably did. He probably <laughs> fell asleep the, halfway through it as he usually does. Dude, that movie's like three hours long, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then he fell asleep. Yeah. Um, number four is Monster Trucks. $115 million <laughs> loss. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, Monster Trucks. I don't know if it's... I think the director of this movie... I think his son came up with the concept of it. His son is like a five-year-old. Came up with the concept of the idea of the movie. That's right. Yes. And they threw $115 million at this stupid kid's idea. And that's what happens. <laughs> did you, did yeah, you see the movie? Really, no, but like you, do you remember the trailer at least for this? Like the advertisements? Uh-huh. It looked like CGI versions of, remember when Chevron had those commercials with the claymation cars? <laughs> yes, with the eyes and the moving grill mouth. Yeah, it looks like Michael Bay made one of those Chevron commercials. That's what it looked like. Jeez. Yeah. Um, then there's Mars Needs Moms, 100 million loss. Um, That's Titan. Isn't that the the biggest Disney flop of them all is Mars Need Moms. I think John Carter has to be, dude. 122 million. Huh. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Well, we got two Disney movies, so. Yeah, Titan AE. I don't remember that one, but they lost a hundred million. That was animated too. I think Warner Brothers did that one. The Lone Ranger, ninety-eight million. <laughs> Another Disney movie. <laughs> they just took the hits here, man. Pretty good. That was not see bad. Yes, that one is actually kind of fun. It's it's like um, you know Johnny Depp plays uh, Tonto, but it's basically a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, but as a western. It's the same director who did the okay. original. Um, Pirates movie. It's pretty fun. What about uh, 47 Ronin? They lost 98 million. That's... Wait a minute. You let me borrow that one. Hang on. Didn't you? You can keep it too, man. It's let a samurai see. movie. Keanu Reeves is in it. Oh, no. You know what? I, I'm thinking of a different one. I, I don't know what this is. Okay. Uh, Stealth. $96 million loss. Is that Jason Statham? Let me on. I don't Let me see. Still, I don't know. Movie. It's with like fighter planes and all kinds of shit. It is with Jamie Foxx and Jessica Biel. No idea. Okay. All right. And the last <laughs> one is starring Eddie Murphy, The Adventures of Pluto Nash. They lost oh, ninety-six yeah. million dollars on it. Did you see it? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they used to play this on. Yes, they used to play this on TV all the time, and I don't know why because nobody likes this movie. Never met anyone. Your brother might like it. This seems like a movie he would like, though, because he <laughs> likes all those kind of bad, weird ones. I'll I'll pitch it to him, man. But the, yeah, that's the top ten for that. Um, now we have this is by Ranker.com, the top ten most popular '90s TV shows, and this yes. is from one to ten in order. So number one is The Simpsons. Number two is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Boo. I, 
I've never seen that show, Tyler. I have You've seen never seen episode. an episode I've, of Fresh Prince? I've seen clips. I've seen random pieces. I've never sat through beginning to end of one episode of that show. You can sing that theme song, though, can't you? You know those words. <laughs> Everyone knows those words. Yeah. Um, then there's Friends. Ugh. Home Improvement. Yeah. The Wonder Years. Full House. The Jesus Golden Christ. Girls. <laughs> yeah, the Golden Girls. Uh, is the Golden Girls a '90s TV show? It's weird because it, it ran from '85 to '92, so I guess so. But I mean, that's that's kind of pushing it, right? Say, uh, Saved by the Bell, and then this what one the also. Dude, this one also. They said that Cheers is you know one of the most popular '90s TV shows. Wasn't that also '80s? Also '80s and ended the same year as the Golden Girls. But it's still considered a 90s TV show. I guess, I mean, technically, I guess so. It, it was in the 90s. What is Full House doing on this list? Whose list is this? Ranker.com, dude. That's what the interesting thing. Number 10 is Boy Meets World. Now, number 13 on the list by Ranker.com is Seinfeld. Number 13, dude. It didn't even make top 10. They must have some special criteria or something for this because that none of this makes sense <laughs> i mean golden girls belongs on the list simpsons cheers belongs. belongs cheers belongs on the list uh but i i don't oh and you know what these are sitcoms i just realized all of these shows are sitcoms so maybe okay. that's maybe that's what it is there has to be some kind of special filter for this list i i have no idea just ranker.com 10 most popular 90s tv shows that's where it's at Saved um, by the I, Bell beat Seinfeld. Something's wrong here. Yeah. And isn't Boy Meets World and the Wonder Years the same show? Yeah. Boy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Meets Mr. Feeny. Yeah, he's still alive, dude. Is he? He's one of those Yeah, he's one of those people that everyone's like, oh Mr. Feeny, oh rest in peace. And then they're like, dude, he's still alive. Like he's one of those people, man. But his bet that man's best role. Was uh, what else was he on? Oh yes, he's on Saint Elsewhere. But his best role ever was the voice of Kit from Knight Rider. That's best, true. Best, yeah. That's true. Um, I really wanted to end this on the ten best Seinfeld episodes. Uh, when you type in ten best Seinfeld episodes, there's a hundred lists, a hundred lists. Like seriously, everyone has their own top ten. Um, I ended up going with one of them. Uh, Tyler, you tell me. You had an outside consultant. I had an outside consultant because I wasn't, Tyler wasn't readily available to me. Tyler, you're just going to have to go with this. Are you ready? The top 10 best Seinfeld episodes from one to 10. Okay. The Chinese restaurant, the parking garage, the bubble boy, the contest, the junior mint. That's your top five. Now, the dinner party. The Marine Biologist, The Opposite, (laughs) (laughs) The Soup Nazi, and The Chicken Roaster are your, you know, six to ten. Wow. Interesting numbering there. So do Uh, we have your blessing here or what? I'm down with all of those in the top ten, but the ordering is kind of weird. Like, I, I I was sure Soup Nazi would be number one. Just you because know? of how, how important it is. That's why I thought I was shocked because on other ones, the puffy shirt came up on all of them except for this one. 
And I just thought that's so iconic that like I thought it would be, but that episode isn't that great, right? No, it has a few outstanding moments, but yeah, it's not, it's not like the, the marine biologist is incredible. It is an yeah. extremely well-written episode because that's yeah. the one where everything comes back in the end and perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a full circle on that one. Chinese restaurant. Yes. People do love that one. It is also really well-written. Uh, and also, they, they don't. I don't think they're in the apartment at all in that one. I think they're only they're, in the restaurant, right? They're only in the restaurant. The reason why I think that one was number one is because that is what Seinfeld is about. It's a episode. It's a it's a show about nothing. And on a later episode, when they were pitching the pilot to which who were they pitching the pilot to? Uh, NBC. When they were pitching the pilot to NBC, they said basically it's a show about nothing and they pitched the Chinese restaurant as the idea for the show. And, you know, I, I have to assume that's taken straight out of real life. Right, Tyler? Oh gosh. Yes. So I just imagine Larry David, who's a genius and Jerry Seinfeld just pitching this idea. And, you know, every one of the writers or, or, you know, whoever producers or whatever are in the room, all the, all the hotshots are just looking at them. Like what the, how did you guys get here? Like who let you guys into the building? Right. That's true. And do, do you know the Gilbert Gottfried story to kind of complement that? No. Uh, so in the 80s, and I don't know, with, with that 80s list or the 90s list you just read, I don't know how this 80s show managed to escape it. Uh, Larry David wrote, uh, I think it's called Norman's Corner, which was a Gilbert Gottfried starring show. I think they made it a pilot. But when they went in for Seinfeld, uh, supposedly one of the network executives turned to the other and said, we're going with these guys. Isn't Larry David the one that wrote that piece of shit for Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> so yeah, Gilbert, Gilbert Gottfried loves to tell that story about how he, it was his show that almost made Seinfeld never appear on television. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Um, do you have any that you would, that would should be in the top 10 in your opinion? Yes, the uh, the uh, uh, the library detective episode, which is not fully solid, but that character, I think, played by Philip Baker Hall, is so incredible. I think I showed you that one, where yeah, Mr. Uh, Bookman. Mr. Bookman exactly uh, interrogates Jerry in his home, and he's so into it. He's so serious, yep. and he's he's basically almost like. He, he's right before the point of putting a cigarette out on Jerry's <laughs> hand. That's how intense he is. Yeah, it's Guantanamo Bay level. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. Um, what else is there? What other great ones are there? Um, the the one that they said was uh, on other lists was the one where they went to the Hamptons. And I think that's the one uh, where it's oh, shrinkage. Like a, yeah, like a frightened turtle. Yeah. Um, that one was on there. Uh, what else is there? I mean, it's such an iconic show. I mean, that's that's another thing too. Where if there's nothing to watch, I will always watch Seinfeld. If there's nothing to watch, I will always watch it. Seinfeld is perfect background noise. There's always something funny every time I watch it. You see things that you missed. I mean, that's just one of those things, right? Uh, exactly. And I think another great one is um, is the uh, the calzone episode where George gets Steinbrenner hooked on calzones. And he eventually gets booted from the Calzone place. So he has to rely on Kramer. And of course, you know, 
That's the yeah. one where Kramer has to dry his clothes in an oven because it feels so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. There, there's so many funny things in that one. Um, what else was there? I think one of the the, the funniest things for me, one of the funniest ones, that I, and I know it's not appropriate now, you know, P- PC culture and all that. The cigar store Indian is just has some yes. of the funniest lines of any episode that I can remember. I remember laughing so hard at that episode. Is that the same one with the TV guide? Do you remember? Ooh. Where they where they cut up uh or the the guy or, or Elaine loses Frank's TV guide. Was that the same one? Yeah. Do you remember? I Something think, like that. I think it yes, because Jerry, Jerry gets it from her and she takes it back. And that's when he calls her in, 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 unintentionally. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he never says it. She says it. And he's not familiar with the term. It's, <laughs> it's definitely implied. <laughs> but oh my gosh. Yes, that that is a great one. That is that sh- that does belong on the top 10. I just remember, I just remember the the scene that I always go back and laugh at is when he, you know, they're looking for a place to go and he finally convinces the girl, Jerry finally convinces the girl to go out with him. And she's like, you know what? I could, I could use a bite. So he sees a mailman and he says, oh, excuse me, sir. Do you know where there's a good Chinese food restaurant here? And the mailman at the time is bent over, you know, collecting mail from one of those blue bins. And he turns around, he's, he's, you know, an Asian guy. And he's like, why would I know? What because I'm Chinese? You think I know where the good Chinese food restaurant is? <laughs> and Jerry, to his defense, saw the back of the guy. He didn't even see the front. And no. he's like, "No, no, I just assume because you deliver mail, you know, you you've you know you know where the you know you know this area." And he's like, "No, not because I'm Chinese. You think I know it?" It was hilarious. And Jerry follows it up with, "You know, <laughs> I don't." <laughs> He follows it up with, you know, if someone stops me and asks which way Jerusalem is, you don't see me get all up in arms. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. That, that is a classic one. I might have to watch that after we do, after we finish this. That yeah, is a good that, one. It's, I love that one. Um, that's really, really funny. That's, that's just one off the top of my head. But I'm sure if you sit down and just talk about Seinfeld with, you know, a group of people that have seen it, I'm sure everyone has their favorites. The Frogger's um, another great one. Which one is that? That's the one where uh, their old Jerry and George's old uh, pizza place, like hangout in high school, is closing, and they have the Frogger machine uh, still plugged into the wall, and it still has George's high score. Yeah. So his goal is to get it back to his apartment, but they can't unplug it to retain the high score. So they have to <laughs> hire these. Kramer has to hire these back alley electricians who don't <laughs> who refer to the plug as holes. <laughs> they uh-huh. don't know what a plug is. <laughs> and George has the iconic scene of running across the street like Frogger uh, with, with the machine. It's it's great. That's hilarious, man. Um, so it brings us to near the end of our episode. We have the rest in peace segment. Today's rest in peace segment is to Borders Bookstore. Tyler, do you remember Borders Bookstore? Yes, that was a staple at every mall. It was a staple at every mall, but before that, it was a standalone store. Um, the original Borders Bookstore was located in Ann, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It was founded in 1971 by brothers Tom and Louis Borders during their undergraduate years in the University of Michigan. Um, their first Borders Bookshop opened up 209 South State Street in Ann Arbor in 1971. Um 
Borders was acquired in 1992 by Kmart, which acquired mall-based book chain Walden's Books eight years later. Really? Yeah, Kmart just Kmart has the touch of debt, man. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Kmart is the Grim Reaper of 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 retail, man. Like, anyone, uh, you know, didn't Sears buy Kmart or Kmart Kmart bought Sears, and now they're both fucked, also, right? <laughs> uh, I, that uh, I didn't know. I that's that's uh, interesting. Yeah, Kmart. Yeah, Kmart's the touch of death, man. Um, in 1994, Borders briefly operated a mall-based toy store called All Wound Up, which sold toys and novelty items. Most All Wound Up stores were seasonal kiosks and shopping malls. <laughs> and uh, the last Borders, the last year that Borders made a profit was in 2006. Uh, its yearly income dropped by one billion over the next four years. Um, yeah, it ended up with 14 stores, primarily in New England and Pennsylvania. Uh, Borders USA closed the doors of its remaining stores on Sunday, September 18th, 2011. Um, they did have a few stores worldwide. Yeah, dude. They had a September 18th, 2011. Um, the last remaining store was in Singapore. Um, in the Parkway Parade Shopping Center, they closed its doors 9 p.m. Singapore time after its final sale Monday, September 16th. Uh, sorry, Monday, September 26, 2011. So that one it, in Singapore held for eight days longer than, than the U.S. ones. Does it strike you odd that somebody documented the very time these stores went out? Like, there, I, is there like a Borders fanatic that's just documenting... I, I wonder what the guy bought. Like already they went to this much trouble. I want to know who that guy was. He's like, you know what? Let me get this copy of, you know, the Bible. It's 9 PM. You guys are about to close. And he was the last person he or she were, were the last person to ever get anything from borders. Yeah. Um, That was 9 PM Monday, September 26, 2011. It's a Um, world hero there. So this one's a little bittersweet because it ends a little bit, you know, interesting, International border stores are still operating in the United Arab Emirates, Oman, and Malaysia. Uh, these border stores are now under different ownership from the original borders group and were unaffected by the store closures. I don't think they know that the rest of the world is closed. No. Do they have Kmart too? <laughs> uh, very well may be, man. If, if Kmart hasn't touched them yet with their freaking Grim Reaper hand, yeah. But uh, yeah, rest in peace to Borders Bookstores, nineteen seventy one to two thousand eleven. Um, Wait, so they bought? Yeah. Wal- you said they bought Walden's and Borders. There was yeah, there was a time when they had acquired uh, Walden's. Uh, yeah, they had Walden's bookstores as well. Wow, they were yeah. they went heavy in the books. They <laughs> they went all in on the books. Yeah, thank God they didn't go for uh, Barnes and Noble. We wouldn't have had that either today. Oh yeah, I mean, well we barely have it barely- now, but yeah. Yeah, they're barely hanging on, but yeah, Kmart didn't, you know, have a chance to touch them also with their, yeah, with their touch of death. Um, yeah, Tyler. So this was, dude, episode ten, man. This was exciting. We went, we ran a little bit long. Uh, let's finish it up nice, Tyler. What do you have for us for your song of the day? So there is a really awful movie called The Girl in Gold Boots that I think most people know of as a, a episode from Mystery Science Theater. But the one thing that movie has going for it is its awesome 60s soundtrack. Uh, and the one song I want to bring up is from that movie. It's a minute and 50 seconds long. 
but they just uh, this independent label released the full uncut soundtrack and so uh the song i'm choosing is everything i touch turns to gold and it is an amazing big band 60s song it's a lot of fun that's the so what do you got polar opposite of kmart man <laughs> where, where everything <laughs> everything they touch turns to shit man <laughs> so uh um I, I started laughing a lot earlier in the episode when we talked about uh, Al Bon <laughs> Al Bundy? <laughs> you said Al Bundy because what are the odds that my song of the day is George Thurgood and the Destroyer's Bad to the Bone, which all I could think about when I heard this song is Married with Children and Al Bundy riding his motorcycle. <laughs> and I was thinking about that all day. All day. And now you said Al Bundy randomly. <laughs> it's come full circle. The whole episode. It's like this is an episode of Seinfeld. This this Everything is an episode of Seinfeld. This this episode, I have to say, this was my psycho two of episodes. I love this episode. I love <laughs> I love this. I'm so happy that it started and ended with Al Bundy. Nineties um, <laughs> really TV show. Nineties TV show, there it is. It also didn't make the list. You know, Boy Meets World and and Saved by the Bell had precedence over you know the good things. Uh, Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, but I hope I hope I hope everyone liked it as much as I liked it. I'm sorry I had the giggles. I could not stop laughing at certain things. But yeah, that's this was a lot of fun, man. I'm I'm really happy. This was great. I'm really I'm really cheers to the next ten, man. Honest to God, and and episode eleven is going to be fun too. So come back for that one. We have a lot more things. And planned. it's not going to be top eleven anything. This is a regular <laughs> episode next week. I promise. I promise. I have an interesting <laughs> idea for next week. Um, let's see if it happens, man. Let's see if it happens. Come back and see if our interesting idea happens. I'm not going to give any more information than that, but me and Tyler are going to get into it. Uh, nice tease. That's it. Yeah. Anything else, Tyler, for episode ten? That was good. I think we're spent. I think we went through. You know what we're going to do for top twenty? We're going to revisit TV again. We're we're definitely just, going to do a top ten. Okay, okay, I'm with it. Hey, yeah. Ranker will allow us to mention Seinfeld. It's you know all the way up to number thirteen at that point. Yep. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs>